0: Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We begin today with a warning. This show contains some very sensitive content. If that will be upsetting to you, please press on for the next six minutes. We will understand. Please be advised that today's show contains sensitive material, including talk of self-harm. If you or someone you love is in crisis, dial 988 or... 911. So, when's your next essay and what are you going to talk about? I was asked this week. I didn't have an answer. And then, as I write this, I have a couple of concerns about where it might go and the tone that it will take. It's going to be really honest, heavy, and if I don't mess it up, hopeful. What are your thoughts on friendship? Do you have a best friend? A couple of close friends? Who would be the first non-family member that you would call if you got in a terrible, difficult diagnosis, if you got arrested, or if you needed something really big really soon? That's the topic of today's Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Friendship. And I apologize for the quality of my voice. If it's not better in a few days, I'll see a doctor. Today's thoughts are not brought about by a bunch of best friends sitting around a summer campfire enjoying s'mores and cold beverages. Rather, today's essay is brought about by a recent loss, one that hurts a lot, one that will take a long time to process, work through, and maybe someday recover from. The first day that I met David was at a breakfast brunch that we were all at. He was the new guy, and to be honest, I did not like him. He didn't know it, but I made a note to myself that he was a know-it-all and really cocky. The kids would say, we didn't vibe. A short time later, I met him again when he was taking a shift with a mutual friend of ours who was in hospice. Our group didn't want Dale to die alone, and it was David's turn to sit with him. Hmm, I thought. Maybe David's not such a bad guy after all. Well, I won't tell you the whole story, but we became friends. Really good friends. And I was in his wedding. I was the first non-family member to hold his baby girl. We were that kind of close. The kind that talked four to five times a week, that shared our struggles with work, mood, marriage, finances, what have you. We also argued really hard about the important stuff, like who was the greatest real country music singer ever, Diet Pepsi versus Diet Coke, and whether or not a spiritual life was about adding two or subtracting from. So when David took his life last Saturday, a couple of hours after we had talked at 10.04 a.m., it rocked my boat. And it's given me a lot of time to grieve, rage, pray a little, curse God and telemarketers, and to think about friendship. Now, if you don't know, I am a therapist. So I know all of the stuff that a therapist should know. And here are a few of my thoughts. Friendship is a really weird thing. It's free. It doesn't really cost anything. No one makes you do it. Two people sign on to do some or all aspects of life together. You can be as close as you want to be, as close as you're comfortable with. Most people have circles of friends. The inner circle knows everything there is to know. You won't lie to them. I hope you have a good inner circle of friends not co-workers, not family, friends. There's a difference. Then there are the layers that include acquaintances and folks that you know but aren't really friends with. When you sign on to be a friend, like I said, no one makes you do it. And when someone signs on to be your friend, they do it willingly too. You do so with the knowledge that the vast majority of the time you spend together will be neutral or pretty good. Friendship works like that, but with the inner circle, your best friends, you know that there's going to be some tough times, too. It's expected, and in a weird way, you're okay with it. Hearing Voices with Scott Watson is available 24 hours a day at whtc.com. I would love to hear from you. The Email hearingvoicesradio at gmail.com, where you can hit me up on Twitter at the Scott J. Watson. So here's a confession about me and my friends. For the first 40 years of my life, I struggled to be a friend and to let others be my friend. It somehow felt Threatening. I was afraid of their judgment and rejection. It was just easier to be a dad, neighbor, or kind of an anonymous voice behind a microphone and not give too much thought to others. I think we call that being really selfish. I've gotten better at friendship over the last 20 years, certainly far from perfect, and it's not always been comfortable, but I am better. The best news is that 15 years ago, I would have pleaded and argued that friendship was not worth the risk or the pain. No way. Don't do it. It's scary. I think all that changed that afternoon with David and our buddy Dale in hospice. The past 14 months have been an awful slap in the face when it comes to hurting. My friend, mentor, and business partner died a year ago. One of my oldest and best friends lost his son to suicide, and I talked about that here in my essay titled, I Loved Connor. And Saturday, David took his life, leaving behind a 10-year-old son, an 8-year-old daughter, and an ex-wife with whom he was best friends, along with two elderly but wonderful parents. David also leaves behind a ton of friends who loved him. I know this because I was at the calling and the funeral, and I've read the messages. Oh, so many messages on social media. So as we wind up today and head into the weekend, I want to say this. I was wrong about friendship. It is worth it. It does matter. And the pain and struggle of being honest, the fear of judgment or rejection, the emptiness that comes with the loss and the heartache, which is very real. But friendship at the deepest and most important level is absolutely worth it. And finally this, it's never too late to be a good friend. No matter your past, I couldn't stand David the first time we met. But man, what I wouldn't give for one more breakfast with him today.